Oh, hey, Nick. How oh, are hi, you? Craig. Will you join me for the little song? Okay. No more worries for a week or two. Or three. Or three. Summer holiday, fun and laughter, arguing with the family. Oh my gosh, where is Rose? We've lost that little toddler. She's walked off again. Hello and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others. Each episode, we discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own, and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints, as things may get bumpy. But if you're ready, we'll get started. So, welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and on this holiday-themed episode, I am joined by the one and only, thankfully, Craig Lucas. Hi, Nick. How are you? And today we're going to put your terrapin into the kettle for winter. I don't understand that reference. It isn't a reference. It's just something that you can do at winter when your terrapin has to hide beneath. Right. Okay. I mean, okay. Um, so we're recording this episode because Craig is about to go on an epic, pun intended, adventure to Orlando. It is truly. What's that noise? How's my neighbour? It, it is truly an epic quest. Frodo could not handle this. That's how epic it is. Wow. Yes. Bold statement indeed. Much so. Mo- Moses, with all the Jews going to Israel, couldn't handle this quest. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's, some, that's a big claim. That's yeah, a big yeah. Claim. I so, stand behind my claim. So on this episode, we are going to go through your upcoming trip. Is that correct? Yeah, we're just going to touch on it. Um, we're going to get a touch on while we're um, touching about the, the trip. Um, what are you drinking, Nick? Uh, I'm just drinking some water. I literally just woofed down my dinner. Which because what did you have? I had some uh, satay tofu. Oh, you had some uh, my my favourite dish, my new favourite dish in the Chinese for the last few weeks has been salt and chili chips. Salt and chili chips. Have you ever we had do... salt and chili chips? We have salt and pepper chips, which is I think the same thing. Cooked with garlic. Cooked with salt and pepper and spices, chilies and pepper. When I say pepper, peppers, like sweet peppers with right. salt. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Our chippy K Tams uh, does salt and pepper everything. You can have salt and pepper chips, salt and pepper chicken, salt and pepper um, salt, salt and pepper pepper. The ones that we have, they're, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I think, cooked in like five spice in wine with uh, chopped up hot chili and uh, garlic. 
fried oh, garlic. Nice. And it's, it's so, like, the smell of it, just everything. Oh, it's so good. Nice and fluffy. Just really good, really good chips. But you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that in Orlando. We're not going to have any of that malarkey in Orlando. Hi. Say the night to everyone on this after dark. Oh, she's 15 year old mute. Come on, then, give us a kiss. Come on. Night. Love you loads, baby girl. Love you loads. She goes mute on the podcast. Baby voice. Only Alice that talks on the podcast. So, only um, Alice. Alice? Who the fluff is Alice? Who are we going to? You did very good. Did you? Are we going to start right at the beginning? We're not just going to focus on the Disney part, are we? We're going to discuss the whole trip. Or? No, 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 no. Well, I'm going to do first of all. I'm going to start with all the little extras that we've had to hire, pay for, um, just to basically get to Florida almost, or to enhance Florida. Yeah. And when I say enhance, it's not really enhance, but you know what I mean. So, well, actually, first thing. Before you even say that, let's let's do a, a trip itinerary. So, how many weeks? How many people? Nineteen nights, five nights at Universal's Hard Rock, and two weeks at Disney's Beach Club. We are um, bar, bar, bar. We are nineteen of us. That's four families. So it's the Lucases, the Taylors, the Whiteheads. The Whiteheads, and then our single white female, Whitehead, Anthony, um, who's only flying in for eight days. He can't tolerate us for much longer than that. Understandable. Well, I agree. I'm with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, um, quite intense. So in the group, we've got, it ranges from two 70-year-olds, which is the purpose of the uh, expedition, because uh, they're 50 years married and they're both 70 this year. So they didn't want a party. So we thought we'd spend 80-odd thousand pounds on a holiday instead. I mean, it's it's madness, if you ask me. Um, on, a, on an upcoming Diz After Dark, we're going to have an interview with Here With The Years. You're staying there for a year at Walt Disney World Resorts and um, they, have, they have sold their house in order to move, effectively move into Disney for the year. That sounds quite crazy, but going on holiday for over three weeks with 19 people just sounds like absolute chaos. I mean, what I know you've done trips similar in size before. What are the, the main challenges with a trip with that many people? Uh, keeping everybody happy, keeping everybody on side. So basically, we did have a villa booked. Um, and it's 17 people for 19 nights, not three weeks and 19 people, because that would have been crazy. Um, we had a villa booked, and it was a £10,000 villa for three weeks. Right, that It, it slept uh, 19 people, this villa we had booked. It was like a palace. It, it, ridiculous. But when you break that £10,000 down per week, per family, right? then it's not so bad. Mm. So you divide it what, by 10,000. We were doing three weeks on that holiday, not the 19 days we're doing now. So 3,300 a week, then divided by four, it's not too bad. No, but you're all, in the same, all under the same roof, though. 
all under the same roof, and it would you would have thought Donald Trump was travelling into Disney because there would have been uh, a what's it called convoy. A, a convoy, yes, a convoy of cars. Uh, we would have needed four cars, and they would have been four huge, huge. The, these cars are going to be huge uh, because Nanny and Granddad, and we'll get onto this. Uh, I've got a scooter each. Mm-hmm. Uh, nanny, nanny and granddad are not equipped um, to lift the scooters anymore. They've never been equipped because the, the scooters are really heavy. So that would have had a lot of limitations linked to it. So say we're all going to Magic Kingdom for a day and halfway through the day nanny and granddad are pooped and want to go home, then they've either got to bring somebody out of the park with them to load the scooters into cars that aren't their cars. Yeah. Um, or leave the scooters with the group and then struggle to get back to their cars. Bearing in mind the travelling involved just to get to a car park. Yeah. At, at some of the Disney parks, i.e. Magic Kingdom, but they're all vast, all the car parks are vast. So when we went in 2017 and we stayed on property with the tailors, um, it just opened a whole new world, a whole new world. And we clung onto our cars that holiday and we didn't use them. We used them for the Animal Kingdom Day and the Magic Kingdom Day days and um, the occasional bit of Walmart or whatever. But we spent four or $500 or pounds on these cars and we got free parking. And we still get free parking this year. I don't know if it's going to carry on next year. But when we come back and we decided we uh, would cancel the villa, we lost most of our deposits. We lost half the deposit, actually. Um, and we booked five nights at the Hard Rock and two weeks at the Beach Club. And we haven't got any cars. No cars. And, and so how... Um... What was what was the difference in cost between, uh, you know, doing one big villa for nineteen people and then doing hotel rooms instead? What was the, what was the kind of saving there? Okay, so right, that's a good question, Nicholas. I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Well, that's um, why that's why I host this network, you know. So, so a ten thousand pound villa divided by three divided by four. So you're talking about very rough without doing maths, a thousand pounds per family per week. So three thousand pounds for the villa for three weeks, premium economy flights because we're going with Phil and he likes premium economy. Um so you're talking seventeen hundred pounds per person. So seventeen hundred pounds times four is seven thousand pounds, roughly. So you're talking six, six, eight. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, six, eight. Okay, so we rounded up to seven for dra- yep. dramatics. Yep. Uh, three thousand pounds. So that's ten thousand pounds. Then, um, so there's the accommodation of flights. Then five hundred quid for the seven seater. Then your park tickets. Then your parking for staying. If the park, if they're going to the um, parks, twenty five, yep. twenty six dollars a day. So bear with us, people. You're doing the sums now. We're not. Um, and then we're buying our own food. Also, when you stay in a villa, you tend to take pack lunches, yeah, as well to try and mitigate some of the costs. And um, so you've got all that process of preparing the pack lunches, 
buying the pack lunches. So there's a shopping day at Walmart, all that palaver, barbecues. So it's a totally different dynamic. It's a totally different type of holiday in that respect. Mm-hmm. So by staying staying on property, again, I'll, I'll just narrow it down to my family of four. Yeah. My holiday cost about £15,000 before spending money. So that's premium economy flights, the hotel at the Hard Rock, and then the beach club, including park tickets, approximately fifteen to sixteen thousand pounds. But you're on the diamond plan when you get to Disney. Yeah, so you're looking at about, you know, if you split up between the four of you, because there are there are four in your family, um, mm-hmm. then you're looking at three three seven five, uh, three thousand seven hundred fifty uh, per person. So I mean considering that you've you've only got to really buy food for five days while you're at universal um you know you can probably round that up to uh about four yeah like and people two. people don't really understand just how much food is involved in the dining plan so we've got the sit down meal every day which is a main course and a dessert with an alcoholic drink if we choose if they sell them You've got a quick service meal every day, which I think is a mains and a dessert as well, off the top of my head, like a little cookie or something like that. Or have they done away with that now? Might have done away with the desserts on the quick service. Uh, But it's definitely an alcoholic drink. I think they did away with the dessert on the quick service and they replaced it with two snack credits. Right, okay. I think you're only used to get one snack credit. So that's a lot of food. I swear to God, it's a lot of food. So, well, yeah, because I mean, portions are obviously quite quite large um, for the majority of meals anyway. So, so, so it's, it's one quick service, one one sit down. So you've got your lunch and your dinner effectively yeah. sorted. So for breakfast, you might take some fruit or cereal bars or something like that with you into the park. Yeah, definitely. So... Yeah. Right, so our transfers from Liverpool to cars, picking up all the all the people, um, is three hundred pound return trip. Okay, okay. so they they're big cars, so it's one hundred and fifty pounds per car, so that's seventy five pounds per journey there and back. So that's that cost. Then let me get let me get my paperwork out. Then we went to um, just added. Right, so foolishly, when we made the booking with Virgin, um, I said we'll sort our own transfers out. So we've used Quicksilver Tours and Transportation, and they're picking us up from MCO yep. and dropping us off at Hard Rock, which is there's, we've got two pickups. So the first one is that, and that's $264 gratuity included and then five days later they're picking us up from the hard rock and taking us to the beach club and that is a similar price i think it's a little bit cheaper i can't find that one but they're the sort of prices you're looking at let's have a look looking at that no i haven't got it but so that's about five hundred dollars all in yeah. Two, two transfers for 17 people basically yeah which i mean when you break it down it's not too not too expensive oh it's 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 a major military operation 
Mm. Um, now, when we arrive at the Hard Rock, what we'll be waiting for us is one scooter from Scooter Vacations. And again, I'm saying all them a little bit slow. Um, and the one scooter for the time Grandad is there at Universal, so the five days, is $111, right? So that's not too bad because the parks tend to be about $70 a day, something like that. Okay. okay. I might be making that up. I might be talking out of turn, but I think it's some of it's a refundable deposit, but I think it's something like that. And the parks are really missing the trick here because if you could hire direct off Universal and Disney for the duration of your stay where you just leave the scooter there, because some people are disabled like Grandad, but he can walk. So he could walk to a scooter station and pick up his scooter for the day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They are, there is them people as well, but not, not just the people who are totally dependent. But mate, I don't know. So, so on the next, go on. Hang on. Go so on. so so you mentioned one scooter there. So why only one scooter at Universal? Because Nanny has, uh, has still got a. She's a bit slow, but she can still walk. And Universal right. is a bit more intimate than Disney. Yes. yes. So walking to Hard Rock now it will exhaust her because the heat. You've got to think of the heat. The heat is sapping. It's August. It's humid. But she's walking from the Hard Rock to Universal. She's not going to be going on a lot of rides. So I'm hoping Nanny and Grandad are going to be hydrating themselves, maybe having a little cocktail in and there, sitting in the shade, sitting in some air conditioning with the babies, because I forgot to say, we've got twin baby girls, Molly yep. and Joanna, eight, eight months old, uh, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then Toddler Rose, who's three. So when the parents are going on the ride, Nanny and Grandad are going to be chief baby minders, basically. Um, there's a lot of rides that are just not going to entertain um, because of their disabilities. Yeah. So when we get to... So we give that scooter back at Universal. They come and pick it up. So there's no transportation involved. And then when we get to Beach Club, there'll be two scooters waiting for us. For 14 days, for two scooters, $678. Okay. So divide that by two, it's $340, basically. Yeah. Which is, that's a lot of value. That, and that is scooter vacations, right? And just just to clarify for our listeners, when um, Craig is talking about these scooters, he doesn't mean... Um, those ones that you you pedal with your foot, you push off with your foot. <laughs> Talking about the no. uh, the ECV style, yes. yeah, that would that would be hilarious. Start watching that. Oh, that. absolutely. I mean, if it was up to me, that's what I'd have booked them. But then that's why I don't have parents anymore. So, well, touche, Nicholas. Touche. <laughs> um, <laughs> in DDIO. So, uh, to we did have with Quick Silver Tours, they give us a free 30 minute Walmart stop from the airport to Hard Rock. And we just didn't feel confident enough to be able to pull off the mini bit of shopping that we could do. Yeah. I, you've seen the shopping list today. It looks bigger than what it is. It's in the After Dark Podcast Network group. 
I've posted a full breakdown of what we've ordered from fairy tale personal shoppers, right? So what these do for a $20 fee, $20, bear in mind, $20, right? They are going to Walmart or or uh, Publix. I think they said Publix, actually. They're going to Publix and they're buying that shopping list. And we have paid them via PayPal a pricely sum of $368. And that's for all the families, for all the rooms in the Hard Rock. We've ordered bulk water, beer, the important things, yep. um, milk for the cups of tea and stuff. Um, and little little nibbly snacks just to try and mitigate the cost of snacking in Universal but with fussy children because yeah. the kids will say, I want this, and then they'll have a bite of it and they don't want it. Yeah. You know, and I so. mean, that's that, that's not too bad. Um, you know, I, I think services like that are good. You're right, I think 30... The problem with um, having a 30-minute stop at a Walmart is you need to be completely military in your in your operation. Yes, so that's why. Chris Bile, you, you know, you two, Chris Bile, you two, Biscuit, you know, whatever. And you've got to yeah. do it like that. And and that's not fun. I'd much rather have a third... I mean, I don't know if you're going to still do the, the drop or not. I'd quite happily walk around Walmart for half an hour. But knowing that I'd have to go in, you know, that's my 30-minute window to get all of those things would stress me yeah. out. So I couldn't do it. Exactly. And so, and then you've got the kids who are wanting to run wild or whatever. Um, yeah. So we felt this is the, the best of both worlds. I, I've emailed them, um, telling them that they're going to get a mention on this podcast, and they were very, very um, thankful. You know, so maybe we might be doing a bit of sponsorship deals later. I don't know. Um, so. That's that. They're the basics of the little extras that we've paid for, just to basically get the family into position and ready with the minimal of fuss. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we're transfer. We're, we're day one is basically traveling, and then, well, with Virgin, they used to post everything out. So you used to get your park tickets and stuff, your universal tickets. You don't anymore. You basically get a code. So when you get there, you've got to go and retrieve your tickets yourself. The $200 gift card as well that you get, which has gone down to $100 now. Um, that has got to be picked up at MCO, where it used to be Disney Springs. Okay. So, so you've got to... So in all that stress, basically we've got to get um, six kids, uh, arthritic pensioners and... We've all taken extra suitcases because we're premium economy. We can have two 23-kilogram suitcases each. So we're taking five cases so we can bring some stuff back with us. Um, oh, God, I've just dropped my phone. Um, so... Um, just dropped my phone. I can't think now. My phone's okay, everyone. So it, it, we had to... We had to get all that sorted out um, and when we get to Universal I'm going to have to go off and hopefully get everybody's tickets hoping that we don't all have to go with all our IDs, do you know what I mean? Yes yeah. uh, So the first full day is going to be Universal, the second full day is going to be Islands of Adventure 
with the potential of some mini golf that evening. Um, oh, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong. Oh, Kerry, where is he? Right, I'm looking at the wrong itinerary. Oh, video stopped. Are you still there? Yeah. I mean, this is great, just great podcast content. Oh, no, it's a, oh, it's a disc in house. I don't give me work to do. <laughs> um, why hasn't she got an itinerary for this year? She's got 2017's itinerary. Uh... What a woman. Right, I've got a rough one here. Um, so, yeah, day one is Universal. Day two is Islands. That's always the set way. Um, day three is the best of both worlds. And then day four is a day I'm particularly looking forward to because we're hotel guests. We can get into Volcano Bay an hour early. We've booked a $700 cabana, which seats 16 people. We'll have a manservant waiting on us all day. Uh, last time, Volcano Bay was an absolute car crash. Um, this time, because we've got the extra magic hours, uh, and we can get in and smash some of the rides. I think it's going to be an absolutely different experience. So I can't wait for that. Uh, then the last day, we're just going to have a little bit of pool time while we're checking out and all that. And then we're going to transfer to the beach club. And we are going to um, Epcot for a couple of fast passes just to introduce all the new, the new guests, the new people to the adventure so we're going to be doing frozen we're going to do the character meet and greet and something else and have you have you got on with with your fast passes that were you able to get all the things you wanted when you wanted or yeah basically um the only trouble one was um slinky dog at the start of the holiday i had i think i got it later on in the day but by the, because you could book, I know we were having a bit of a worry, weren't we, on the podcast about 14 days, but I was able to book all 14 days, no problem. Um, towards the end of the holiday, I was able to get Slinky Dog first thing in the morning. Flight so, Passage okay as well? or Yeah, well, Flight of Passage, that was another one. We're only, I don't, we don't feel animal, we don't feel the Animal Kingdom love. Um, it's still a one-day park. Hmm. I don't think we're giving it two days. Let's just have a quick scan. Um, Animal Kingdom, yeah, one day. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be in there for for extra magic hours. We're going to go and do what we can in Pandora um, because the fast pass is in the evening for that. But we're at Tusker House at four that day, so... Are you um have you got any kind of days during your stay where you've kind of got a bit of a question mark so you haven't booked too much in so if if you decided or if the party decided that they wanted another day at uh, Animal Kingdom or they wanted a, another day at one of the other parks that you could you could rearrange stuff or is it this is what we're doing and and that's it kind of thing We're sort of right we can't uh, and this doesn't work with families, but we can't emphasise enough the need that if you want to go and go and do something else or go and be with your own little family, 
go and do it mm. rather than have a family row or something like that or you know people are tired <coughs> go and have your own space mm. it doesn't tend to work like that when we're in scotland we all just shapes around together looking at castles um I, I, i'd like to think this this weather is so hot nanny and granddad are quite old um they're an old 70 without being disrespectful um so i'd like to think if when they've had enough they'll call time they'll go bollocks we're out of here yeah um and the same with carla she's got the twins and the three-year-old and the eight-year-old you know so hopefully when people have had enough we last time when we went with jack in 2017 we nearly broke jack in the animal kingdom day we were there for extra magic hours and we were there for the uh, rivers of light at the end of the night and he was basically on the floor you know you know about jack yeah um, he was foaming at the mouth basically on the floor purple hysterical and we were saying take him home no, we'll, he'll be all right. And you, do, do you know what I mean? It was hard to watch. Um, yeah, it's not. The thing is, it's you're, when you say stuff like that or when people say stuff like that, it's not because you're embarrassed or because, uh, you know, it's upsetting you or it's annoying you. You're doing it because you're trying to look out for, for the person. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes people get the wrong end of the stick, but... I'd, I'd like to think in the majority of cases that's what it is it's not you wanting to they're you know they're annoying you it's look the kid clearly doesn't want to be here you know he's not having a good time why don't you take him back because yeah best for him and that and this is the thing it's always said from the point a place of love yeah and welfare for the, the child yeah and um it, whether it's received like that, uh, I, I know like people have said to us in the past, all oh, right, we're a burden, we won't come, not at all. It's I would rather you go back to your hotel room and hydrate and cool down than end up in hospital in America. Yeah, of course. You know, you can we can you can go and have a little nap and we can go again. Yeah. Boom. So on day day one of Disney, the first full day, we're at Magic Kingdom. 9.15, uh, fairy tale dining breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, so these these were an absolute nightmare for booking for 17 people. Mm. So they had to be done over the phone. And then individual restaurants, some of them had to be done personally, that you had to phone the restaurant individually. So... Walt Disney World were marvellous when I was on the phone with them and she was on the phone for over an hour with me as I got two weeks worth of ADRs. But she would go, okay, so, and one of them I know for a fact was California Grill. Okay, so you're going to have to ring them direct. And I, so she would read out the number, I'd write it down, and then I'd have to ring. So um, we've got that. Then we've got Peter Pan's flight. And again, we're looking at the people who've never been the likes of Charlie and Freya, um, who are a little bit nervous about rides, so we're trying to break them in gently. So Peter Pan's flight, uh, the haunted mansion, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, break them in easy. Next yeah. attraction, haunted mansion. <laughs> Genius. Uh, the next day, like I said, we're in Animal Kingdom, so we've got Kilimanjaro, 
uh, Expedition Everest, because we're hoping by then to sort of get in it. Dine in a Tusker house. And it, again, this is a table for 10 and a table for seven. This is what it's like. Yeah. yeah. And then flight of passage at 8 at 6.55 in the evening. That's not a bad time. Yeah, and that that's hope, hopefully, again, that's a time where we can draw a line under it. And if people want to go home, then they go onto the Disney buses and away they go. Yeah, we might, me and our Eve definitely might want to stay in the Avatar Land until it goes dark, yeah, which would be nice because I mean, obviously, it looks very nice at, at night. Um, what's the so I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't know how many fast passes you booked for flight of passage, but let's just say for argument's sake, if you book 17 and then if um eight of those people go home. Does that mean that you could potentially use their fast passes, or are they all linked to their own individual magic band? So you can't. Yeah, you've answered your own question there. Yeah. It's it's magic bands, and then when they get to the hotel, they won't have access to the rooms. Although I think you can use your phone, but it's just easier to have your magic band in it. Yeah. So, and can you cancel uh, so- individual fast passes? Yes, I believe we can. I believe we can. But what are you going to do? So, say Grandad decides, I'm not going... I think there's some of the rides we've just got Grandad a a fast pass. Um, He's probably not going to go on um, Expedition Everest. So, maybe somebody else can just take his magic band and run back on it, Mm. if they they want to do that. Um, The next day, we are at... Toy Story Land. So we're in Hollywood Studios, nine o'clock in the morning, Toy Story Midway Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster at 10, Tower of Terror at 1. So yeah, I couldn't even get Slinky Dog that day because mm. that was day three of the And that night, we are, it's on my bucket list in California Grill. Is it, is it your first time? First time. And oh. we've, we've, we have held off from eating here for this specific trip. And what time what time's your reservation? We were forced, we were told we wanted a six o'clock reservation so we could watch the fireworks. And obviously you can watch the fireworks anyway, but they told us you have to have a table for that many people, 17 hours at five o'clock in the evening. Wow. Yes, indeed. So I pres- I think we're in our own little area. Well, I was. I hope you 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 could well be because, and I, I say that because um, when I had my reservation, um, when we was on our honeymoon, I just, I think when I booked it, they asked if we were celebrating, and I said, yeah, it's our anniversary. I can't remember if I did or not, but when we went to uh, California Grill, we went to California Grill. Um, they put us into um, the wine cellar, which was like a little room off by itself. And it was just us two in there. It was really, really nice. Um, you know, it must have been um, fairly quiet that night. I mean, the restaurant itself was quite busy, but what I mean is because we were the only two people in that room. Um, so it's really nice. Um, so that could be what they're doing with you, which is why they've, they've said that time. My understanding certainly used to be, I don't know if it still is, but um, it used to be that if you have a reservation and you're finished before the fireworks start, um, you need to show your receipt and they will let you back up when it's time to watch the fireworks. 
Definitely. So that's what we're planning. Um, this is Anthony. Uh, this is his last night, I believe. Uh, yeah, no. No, maybe it's not. No, because he's doing five. No, it's not. Um, but we wanted to specifically book that restaurant while Anthony was still with us so that we had the full party with us. Um, every, because it, it, it's always been this wish to go to California Grill. Yeah. Um, we're going to go and have cocktails in the wave. That's another bucket list. Because we always, when we're going to Chef Mickey's, we always say we're going to the wave. And because of the kids and one thing or another, you're always chasing your tail and you just don't get to make it. So we're going to go the wave as well. Do you like uh, sushi? I adore sushi. Apparently the California Grills sushi is to die for. Um, when we went, I didn't I wasn't overly fussed on sushi. I'd had some bad experiences. Not like just not particularly nice sushi. Um and Lindsay didn't like sushi at all, so we turned it down. But um everyone I've spoken to has said it's like a massive mistake. I mean they recommended it, um, but like everyone I know's had it has said like it's some of the best sushi they've ever had. So that's my so, tip on the grill for you. Sushi after dark, everyone. Okay. <laughs> so the only sushi I indulge in is supermarket sushi. Oh, Craig, come on. Exactly, right? So I've never actually had real sushi. The very first Florida, 2009, we were staying in yourluxuryvilla.com, Alan and Morag. You're welcome. Um, and we got takeaway. And it was what your American takeaways are just amazing, aren't they? So it, it was a, a giant menu with subways on it, a Chinese, an Indian, all these different restaurants, and there was a sushi restaurant on it. So I ordered off the sushi, and the delivery man came. There was subways, there was Chinese food, there was everything, and I ordered the sushi, and it was real sushi. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I like real sushi. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I didn't like the, the first time I had sushi that I liked was um, in Vegas. And it was uh, sashimi. And because all the, all the supermarket sushi is basically pasteurized. Yeah, and I'm, it's not like, yeah, it's not, it's not proper. I mean, this, this sushi I had in Vegas was real, you know, fresh tuna thinly sliced and uh my cousin said oh you should you should try this and i was like oh, okay i'll try it and i was like oh my god where have you been all my life um but it's hard to get good unless you go somewhere specifically in, in like somewhere like london it's hard to get really good sushi so I, I don't i don't really indulge in it very much but yeah supermarket sushi is not really uh i'm tempted to go all in because i eat a lot more fish now um, yep. and when in Rome. Uh, so the next day, it's Epcot, soaring around the world, mission space, and journey into imagination with Figment. The worst fast pass anyone can get. Honestly, I can't believe that's a fast pass, and I can't believe you got it. The problem is with Epcot is soaring, test track, frozen, and all part of the same package. And then you're basically scratching around for to use your fast passes, do you know what I mean? Because most stuff in Epcot is a walk-on. So, yeah, it's a waste of a fast pass. Um, 
but whatever. You know what I mean? That that night we're eating at Ohana's. And Ohana's has got it. We've got we have to have three reservations on this: a seven, a six, and a four. Now they've got to go a long way to save themselves because the last Ohana's experience we had, it was um, the food was basically thrown at you. Right. So all all, all the different. It's basically a five-course meal almost, isn't it? Because there's the bread, then there's the salad, then there's the um, the, the chicken, and then, the, you know, do you know what I mean? But it was all just on the table at once. Mm-hmm. Bang, 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 bang. And it, it, it just couldn't wait. We were having them. Um, the girls were having glowing cocktails, and we, 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 had to, we always have a good time, like, but uh, we were having beers. But they just could, and you don't feel that you've had your money's worth, and even though it's free, because you don't get to digest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully that'll save itself. And again, we might be able to watch um, from the Polynesian. I don't know if that's a six o'clock dining reservation. Whether we're going to stay and. Um, And basically, um, watch the fireworks from the Polynesian from Magic Kingdom. Now, the next day, the fifteenth, we've only got a. We must be doing something. Oh, we're doing the water park, right? So we're at um, Typhoon Lagoon. Well, we're at Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. I can't remember. I've drank half a bottle of brandy tonight. Um, but we've got two cabanas next to each other. I haven't got the cost in front of me, but. Disney's cabanas are a little bit more restrictive in size. Um, so we have to get two together, basically. And that is Anthony's last day. Anthony is going to be coming to the water park with us and going from the water park to the airport as best he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and the holiday always doesn't take a dive but it's always a different dynamic when Anthony leaves because he's he's heart and soul basically the kids love him we all have a good drink you know together we all have a laugh and when he goes everybody's a bit flat for a couple of days so that'll be a sad day there um the next day we're back in the magic kingdom uh, pirates jungle cruise and splash mountain and then another one that is a wonderful, wonderful event. Character dining, Buffy, Cinderella's happily ever after dinner at 1900 Park Fair. Uh, so there you go. The next day is Hollywood Studios, Slinky Dog Dash, 11.45. That was the earliest I could get. It's not too bad, is it? I mean... <sighs> This is why people pay the money to go into Toy Story Land for two hours before everybody else. Because that's the earliest you can get fast passes when you're on day day seven of your holiday. Um, now, we're trying to recreate magic in the, on this day. So last time with Carl and Phil, we sat off in Mama Melrose for about three or four hours and had a, a phantasmic dinner package. Yeah. And we had a few drinks and we were in the air conditioning, and Tammy, I'll still remember her name, the server was amazing. We had a lovely experience. She gave us extra 
uh, reserved seating because we had Fantasmic. He gave us the Pixar. Remember the Pixar before John Lasseter become John Lasseter? Yeah, the Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was beautiful. So we had a perfect, lovely day out of the rain, off our feet, having a few drinks. And then we got to go and do two shows, uh, the Pixar and the Fantasmic. So we're trying to recreate the magic by sitting off. Uh, 12, 1255, 10 guests and 1300, six guests. Um, but then we have got a fast pass at close past three star tours. And then this is the piece of resistance. There's never been a child who loves Frozen more than our Rose. So she's just turned three. She's a little shit, but she can sing all the songs from Frozen. So we've got a fast pass for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. And there will be tears watching Rose singing. Because it'll just be amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then it is the Sunday Bon Voyage breakfast on Disney's boardwalk. Okay. For some reason, it only says six guests. That's got me a little a bit worried. Uh, and then it's Epcot. Uh, test track, Turtle Talk with Crush and Living with the Land. Yeah. Um, and then, is that all on the same day? Oh, no, the next day, we are... Um, I don't know why this... Oh, on the next day, we're in the Rose and Crown. Maybe we're having a lazy day or something. Maybe oh, maybe that's the Disney Springs day. I don't know. Uh, then it's Hollywood Studios again. Slinky Dog Dash, eleven twenty again. Disney's Junior Dance Party. That's a fast pass. I'm sorry. What can I say? It's air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, rock and roller coaster. And then Storybook Dining at Artist Point with Snow White. Hmm. Now, again, that's only saying eight guests. Oh, my God, I'm having panic attacks here. Could you imagine? I'll have to look at that. Um, then we've got Space Magic Kingdom on the next day. Back again, Space Mountain. Be our guest for lunch, 12 o'clock, and at 12.30... So we've got eight guests at 12 and then eight guests at 12.30. That's the, that's the only way we could do it. Jesus. I know. So we're going to try and speak to them closer to the time. Um, Big Thunder Railroad, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the pirate day. So all, all the kids are going to pay to get dressed up as pirates, which is a fantastic event. And then they're going to go on Pirates of the Caribbean dressed up as pirates. And then that night, we've got the five-week dessert party at Plaza Garden View. Now, um, I, I, do I remember that last time you did that, you weren't very impressed? Um, <sighs> sort of. At Magic Kingdom, yes. Because it was in the noodle center whatever it's called the noodle station and you sat at the table you were given your own table you ate the desserts 
I don't think there was alcohol. There might have been one alcoholic drink, maybe. But there was soft drinks, definitely. And then if you all just sat at your table, you would all see the fireworks. But everybody got up from the table and stood around the balcony. So the people who tried to sit at the table couldn't see the fireworks then. So it was a bit of a free-for-all. So what they've done now to change that, and it's very clever, and I presume there must be several sittings through the evening of the dessert party. So you go and have your dessert party, but on your fast pass, then you've got a reserved area in front of the castle of basically dining reservations for the dessert parties. So you all go into this reserve. That's where I met Tim Tracker at Mickey's Not So Scary uh, two years ago. He was in there for a press event, videoing the fireworks, shook his hand, lovely man, boss muzzy. Um, so we'll be dining, having our dessert party, and then going over and uh, watching the fireworks in a totally different area. So that should be a quite a, quite good, actually. Um, the next day, Pros Never After, Figment again. God knows why, Spaceship Earth. Um, and then we're coming up to the end of the holiday. We've got breakfast at the Beach Club, our, our own hotel, with Minnie at uh, Cape May. Um, it's a small world, Buzz Lightyear, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, and I think that's the day we end up the holiday with Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party on the last day. So we're going to, we've got a 10 o'clock reservation. And then, so it's a lazy morning. And then three o'clock in the afternoon, we're in Magic Kingdom for the Mickey's Not So Scary, basically. Yeah. So there's the holiday. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It, it, oh, it's, going, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I've got a lot of reservations. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, in what context? Um, I just want everybody to get back in one piece, specifically the pensioners. I'm really, really worried about them because they don't take no for an answer and they try <laughs> and do too much. They just do. They're stubborn. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping they call time out whenever they need to, and I'd rather they did that as long as they're there for the meals which is generally the ma- where everybody's all around the table. Or, you know, if people are going on rides and people are minding babies, you're there, but you're not really there, are you? But you're all there for the meal, you know? So as long as they're there for that. And I know it's it's obviously far too early really to, to think about or say or, or whatever, but do you do you ever kind of miss... Because, I mean, you, this is like the second or third of these you've done now, uh, at least that I know of. Do you ever kind of like just wish it was the four of you? Would you do another four, four family trip or do you think, oh. like four person family, like your family? Yeah, definitely. Um, doing it in groups does add something, but it does take away a little bit of your freedom as well um, to just basically be yourselves so if somebody in the group is doing your head in um, the only place you can vent your spleen is in the 
car. Well, we haven't got cars. So the only place you can vent your spleen is in your room. You know, so I'm a moaner. So I'll get it out my system normally as I'm driving from A to B. Oh, he's doing my head in. Oh, she's burning my head out. And that's that then. This is a this is a, a bit of a different situation. Um, I just hope nothing flares up. I just hope we get through it and we've got good memories from it. And I do. I, I'm longing for a, a family for a holiday to Florida. Um, I've only got my girls for so long. Our Eve's already 15. Yeah. Our Grace is already 10. Do you know what I mean? So uh, Florida, Orlando, well, no. Disney and Universal are pricing themselves out the market. Yes, I like to splash the cash when I can, but I I work hard and I save hard for that. Yeah. It's not like I'm a Premier League footballer. I, I have to save and work and do the overtime and miss family events because I'm doing overtime for them little extras. Um, well, this is the yeah, thing. Like, I was I was talking about this with some friends yesterday. And I said that, um, and I think I mentioned on Universal that we're looking at, uh, or, or I'm looking at possibly us doing a family trip next year to, to Universal for a week. Um, I said just because of like ha- how much cheaper it you can do that for. And yes, it's not Disney, but Universal, you know, has its own things that it's really good at in the same way that Disney does. And I said, yeah, but Disney's not that expensive. And I said, well, you know, I was pricing it up. I said it was going to look like it was going to cost us at least eight grand. And that was before flights. And that was staying at, um, you know, one of the, the lower tier um, hotels with a basic dining plan. I went, oh, you should be able to get it for about, you know, seven grand. And I was like thinking, yeah, but it's still a lot of money. Like that, that's a lot of money for a holiday. The you thing, what's, what's happening now is right. Um, you're just transferring. So all the perks for staying on property were the free parking was the dining plan. But now if you're staying at one of the um, the basics, like Pop Century, you don't even get the dining plan. You get like a breakfast, don't you? Yes. That's all you get. So fair enough. So if you want to go to um, Chef Mickey's or... or whatever but you know it's a t- if there's a family of four that's costing you two hundred dollars yeah do you know what i mean so they're getting the money that way but then if you stay off property and you try and stay in a villa or international drive or whatever then you're paying 25 26 27 dollars a day to go and park but then you're not getting your free breakfast your hotel probably give you a free breakfast but do you want to be in the hotel eating your breakfast when you could be in the parks? So, and then you're also putting a time, a, a value on your time. I'm a big believer in that. So, if you're on a villa at a price point that suits your budget, you could be 20 minutes away. Yeah. Um, like our £10,000 villa was minutes from Disney property, minutes. Mm. Um, Alan Morag's villa uh, on 27yourluxuryvilla.com it's about 20 minutes away mm. which is nothing don't get me wrong it's it's a fabulous villa it's down the 27 and down the 192 
and Alan knows a, a secret way into Disney down the back passage. Um, you were. You were misses. And you can get that villa for 1500 pounds for two weeks. I am seriously thinking about blowing off the 50th anniversary of Disney because they uh, have lost all their values to their to their fans. Again, that's not a word like using, but they are just milking people dry now, Disney. Mm. They are absolutely milking people dry. And Universal are about to start milking people dry. They've got the hotels in place for this new third gate. To you know, the, the, that that expansion for the hotels has been done for a reason. They're basically future proofing. Absolutely future proof future proofing. Easy for you to say. And so my next Florida holiday, I'm seriously considering a villa and doing Sea World, Aquatica, Bush Gardens, NASA. All the other things apart from Disney and Universal, and saving myself probably about three thousand pounds in park tickets. Well, I mean, I know what you're saying. Well, I don't. I Universal park tickets at at the moment and and next year as well are still pretty reasonable. Fourteen days, you're looking yeah. at about you're, you're looking at less than three hundred quid for an adult but you can double that and plus a little bit more for Disney. And look, I know the comparison is, well, you get, you know, four parks rather than two parks and you get the water parks in there as well, but then you get Volcano Bay. So you're, you're comparing three against six. Um, but I mean, I don't really spend time in water parks anyway. They're, they are a like morning day out really. It's where I go on, on a day that we're going shopping or something. We'll go and hit the water parks first and then we'll go shopping. You know, I don't really consider those as, as proper full day things. Um, but yeah, I think as, as time goes on and the pound goes further down against the dollar, it's looking like a less and less attractive option. And I do think it's going to reach a point soon where they're going to have to rethink that strategy because they rely quite heavily on international guests and there will well, be I, mean, my, I was talking to my mate Mick today you still there? yeah okay it made a funny noise uh, I was talking to my mate Mick today right and he flies out the day before me he's flying from Heathrow right he's flying into um, Tampa, or I think it's Chicago. No, sorry, sorry. He's flying to New York, then he's flying down to Tampa, right? Where our flights are basically £1,700 per person on Virgin Premium Economy. His flights for a family of six, right? Guess the price. Just, just standard, did you say, or premium economy? He is standard. For yes. six. Uh, yes. £4,000. £4,000, £1,600. Jeez. So that is flying to New York, then down to Tampa with Virgin. 
I mean, I suppose the thing is, the way you've got to look at it is, it goes back to your argument about time and money. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but how much your flight was? Seven? Se- £1,700 per person. And there's four of us. So, I mean, essentially, you're paying four times as, as much for your, my, for your flights. My flight is basically his holiday. He's yeah. staying on International Drive. Uh, and then he's not doing any Disney. He's not doing any Universal. He's doing Bush Gardens, SeaWorld, and Aquatica. And then he's going on a five-day cruise to Cuba. Now, apparently Trump had brought in some Cuba tax. So if if you're going to Cuba, setting foot on Cuba, you have to pay $450 per person. Jesus. Even he had to pay. And he floats on water. So apparently it got kiboshed quite quickly. But the... um, the operator who they were going on the cruise with had already told them $450 per person and the six of them. As a way of apology, when it got kiboshed, he said, right, we're no longer charging the $450 per person, but we're going to give you $100 per person as a on-boat credit, on-ship credit, for when you're travelling with us. Wow. So nice. you've ended up with $600. So their holiday is a fraction of our holiday, probably all in about seven grand. I mean, I know this isn't more Lando, um, which is slowly turning into an episode of, but um, I suppose that's that's the thing, is that, you know, we are, the reason most of us go to Orlando for the first time is because we want to see the theme parks, we want to see Disney, we want to see Universal. Um, and for most of us, you know, it, it's just Disney. It's not even thinking about Universal or SeaWorld or Bush or anything like that, um, or Legoland, I suppose we should mention them as well. Um, but the thing is, you know, there is so much to do in the Orlando, Tampa, Florida, Miami area. You know, there, there's stuff all over the state that you can do. Um, and so, you know, there's that as well. But I think, I, I mean, what, we were talking on Universal After Dark recently about um, the, the fact that um, Virgin are building this new train line that's going you know, yeah. from Miami up. And uh, I'm sure Boston said that one of the stops was Tampa, Tampa Airport. And I think that is going to make a big difference in the future because I can start to see, because of how much cheaper it is to fly to Tampa, even direct um that people stop using mco and start looking at places like tampa instead because there's transportation that will get you to uh orlando well i mean right branson isn't an idiot so he's very good at what he does so virgin trains west coast is 51 percent virgin 49 percent stagecoach right so he always goes in with somebody. So that's halving his risk, basically. And some of the newer franchises, like Virgin Trains East Coast, which he lost in the end, he handed back. But they were only something like 7% Virgin, and the rest was Stagecoach. But it still has the Virgin brand on it. Mm. Now, this, this 
uh, is the was it the Sunshine Express or something it was going to be called something back like, in yeah. the day something like that and it, it folded because of the 2008 crash mm. basically um, now over there the railway is basically um, like the railway used to be a hundred years ago in the, in Great Britain where you had all independent railway companies all with their own railway tracks and their own railway stations and their own railway stock. That's what America is. So it's all Amtrak and stuff, isn't it? And, and yeah. freight lines. And it's a, you, you go over freight freight lines in America and it's all open. There's no fences. You know, you can just walk across the track. Um, but this, he must have bid for this and he must have won the contract. This is a cash cow that is going to keep on giving it's a brand new railway getting laid so it's just going to be a straight line there's going to be no very little junctions you know there'll be the, the stations it will just be straight you can just purchase the land and just fly down it 125 mile an hour it's going to be phenomenal and it's going like you say tampa miami them airports are serviced as well as mco yeah, and it is going to. Bring- I think it's going to make a big difference to how we travel in the future, and I, I you know, and and that's that's better for us because the more options that we have, I mean, it it could work the other way. It, it could start to uh, bring up those cheaper airports. I, well, I still think they'll be cheaper because at the end of the day, not everyone is going to want to jump on a train. People, you know, people like the convenience of just flying into Orlando and being on iDrive in twenty minutes or being a you know. Uh, Disney in 30 minutes, whatever. Um, so it's not going to, I don't think it will change it tr- dramatically, but it does mean you've got those options. Because at the moment, you know, if you fly into Tampa, and I know uh, some people that do that because of the um, the savings, you know, they've got to then drive for over an hour to, uh, you know, get to Orlando. Well, I mean, Virgin over there uh, a few years ago now trialed a luggage and delivery service so you would give get your luggage picked up from your house for a fee and then you would go on the train luggage free and the luggage would be delivered to your destination wow. so it was at it was house you were going to not to a station to to the other end basically now i don't think it really worked because it's very very labor intensive that isn't it you know one person going from point a to point b in the country doesn't really work but if you've got a train where you can get off your airplane you don't even have to look at your luggage that is just going in maybe a hold one of the coat one of the carriages is a hold on the train uh, or it goes on a bus separately or something like that and you just travel to the beach club or wherever you're going to stay that that is a makes that journey a little bit easier than trying to do it with six suitcases. The Virgin still do the thing in um, in Disney Springs with the the luggage drop off. Yes, because that I, I found that to be quite good. So again, that would still work for even if you're going on a train down to Tampa or whatever. Yeah, the pro, the, honest to God, right? The planet and all that, the ice caps and all that. The fuel, the diesel, the electrics, everything. This whole planet is fucking coughing up blood. And yet, 
Disney and Universal are vying for all this money from international people flying in. What's going to happen when we can't fly in anymore? Well, it's a good question because, um, as I said, especially um, I'd argue at Disney World more than even Universal, but they rely heavily on international uh, travellers. I tend to know more local um, residents that are Universal Pass holders than Disney. And I know some of that is down to cost, but even so. But I think if planes stop tomorrow, Disney World would struggle more than Universal would. I do well, think that's without, without a shadow of a doubt, they would have to mothball um, hotels left, right, and centre. Mm. Would be that, that to me. That's a real. You know, in ten years' time, is the is a Britain still going to be able to afford to get on an aeroplane to America? Mm. When we're all talking about carbon footprints and everything like that, and 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 everything that's coming, because it is coming, um, are we not going to just be holidaying in Devon on mm-hmm. Disneyland? You know, is this not the time for Disneyland Paris to expand and put a third gate in and more hotels? And- well, I mean, they they are expanding, and allegedly, um, not that anything's been officially announced, but that you know. The plan always was to build a proper third gate, I think by 2030 or, or construction to start by 2030. Um, so, I mean, it, it is possible. Um, I mean, look, the, the main reason why it wasn't, not the main reason, but one of the reasons why it wasn't built um, in, in England rather than it was built in, in uh, France is because um, they knew that they would, you know, if, if Disney was on your doorstep, you know, Britain would stop flying out to Orlando. A, a lot would, an awful lot would, uh, more than if they built one in Europe. So, and which has proved to be the case. Um, so, you know, I, I think because Disney World's not going to get any smaller, uh, it's definitely not going to get any smaller. So, yeah, I, I wonder because the thing is, it's not even about hotel rooms. You know, it's people buying tickets as well. Like everything, every penny you spend or every cent you spend in a Disney park goes to the upkeep of that park. It's the paying of the staff and it's the, the maintenance and the cleaning and, and the, you know, keeping the rides working and refurbishments and all that kind of stuff. So you need everything coming in. If you don't have some of that coming in, it has a knock on effect. So it will be, will be interesting to see what happens. Um, but I, I personally feel with how things are going with carbon footprints with air travel with the uh you know with brexit looming whether that happens or not um you know the financial status of currency i just don't think we will be talking about it in the same way as we are now 10 years down the line oh definitely i don't think so i think my days are potentially numbered um, when you look at your life and how many, I always I quantify how many times you think I'm going to go back to Walt Disney World before I die. I think yeah, always it's, it's getting jolly, yeah. It's getting less and less, I think. Yeah. I, I've probably got 10, 10 more visits left in my lifetime. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, good, good to end on a, on a positive. 
Um, but <laughs> but going back, I mean, you know, this trip sounds like it, it's potentially going to be your biggest and best. Um, I mean, obviously, it won't have the same level of enjoyment as uh, our September meetup, but that's for different reasons. But um, no, I mean, it, it sounds like you've you've got everything planned out. It sounds like you've got some really good days um, sorted out, some really good fast passes allocated. You've got some fantastic um, reservations there as well. And um, yeah, I mean, you you've clearly planned it very well with the scooters, with the shopping. So. You know, not that I had any doubt, but I think you're in for an amazing trip. Oh, definitely. I can't wait. We're honouring the Nana and the Grandad. That's what it's all about. Um, I've got friends on Virgin Atlantic. I'm going to try and get them made a show off for the flight. Uh, on all the reservations for the dining, I've put that it's Nanny and Grandad's 70th and 50th wedding anniversary. So they'll bring cupcakes out. They'll make people sing at them. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as everyone has a good time, it's all good. Well, well they won't remember in two years. They'll be in a home anyway. <laughs> the kids will still remember. Exactly. And that's what it's all about, the kids. Yeah. Right, so we'll end this episode here. Um, I know we've talked about it off, uh, off air, but um, Craig is going to try and get some audio while he's out there of some of the attractions that I'm going to edit and put out um, over here. And I think you're going to put some stuff out on my bench as well. So, uh, you know, subscribe to that if you don't already. And uh, I'll put those out on here as and when they come in. And um, the only good news, Craig, really, after what we've just said is, um, you know, if it does all go to put in the next decade, we've still got half dark at the movies to fall back on. (laughs) Yeah. It won't be Diz after dark, Universal after dark. It'll be sitting in our house after dark. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be after October. Craig, thank you very much. Have uh, a wonderful trip. Hope all your family um, have a wonderful trip and look forward to talking to you about it when you return. Cheers, La. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Hello Internet, I am Firewall. And I'm the Orbiter. And we are collectively known as Breaking Breaking Dad. We've been asked to put together an advert, what are we going to say? So we have a podcast called Breaking Bollocks. Where we talk about stuff. Yeah, we just talk bollocks, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, it's quite sweary. The other podcast is Better Call Paul. A Musician's Diary. Which is basically him talking about his adventures as a musician. Well, that was awkward. (laughs) Let's not do an advert again.